<laughs> all right, all right. Welcome, welcome to Snap Aim Podcast Episode Two. Uh, we are doing the damn thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so today it is going to be just me, so you're stuck with just me here, unfortunately, so I'm going to be talking. Um, I will also be taking questions from the chat regarding the topics that we do talk about, which I've got a lot to talk about today, honestly. We have the, uh, Modern Warfare 2 beta that released on PC and Xbox this weekend. We had the Portal RTX, uh, free DLC that dropped this week. Um, I want to talk about Overwatch 2 that's launching super, super soon, and... Cyberpunk 2077 has way more users than ever before now, too. Um, and, and I want to lightly touch on some things, uh, some, some games that I'm interested in playing right now as well. So lots of things to go over. So very excited to do this. This might be a slightly shorter episode just because it is me and I'm kind of testing out this format as I go. So um, thank you for bearing with me. Anyways, hope y'all are doing great. Welcome. It is Sunday, the September 25th, and, um, I just got back from the gym. <laughs> my, my training for the powerlifting competition, October 29th is going well, which I can stream that by the way. So that's going to be really fun to do. I've never streamed a pure workout, uh, stream. So that'll be really fun. And it, it's going to be a competition, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll, like, jumpstart my uh, fitness stream career. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and go over some things. So, this yesterday, I did actually get to cast a PlayStation um, PS4-specific Apex tournament, which I do want to talk about because it was really cool. Uh, the tournament was based on just PS4 lobbies. Even the spectators and everything was done on the PS4. It was really cool. Honestly, I feel like a lot of tournaments don't incorporate console-specific tournaments. So it was really nice to see all of these PS4 players get highlighted because there are some really good players um, who still play on PS4 and not the PS5. So... That was really cool to see. I would love to see like an Xbox only tournament. Um, that would actually be super cool. So having like console specific tournaments would be really nice. I know a lot of people kind of talk about that versus like, you know, playing against PC players and stuff like that. So it might be nice to just, you know, have at least like even casual practice tournaments just on console. So super glad they were able to make that work. Happy that Respawn had that sort of console tournament base ready which I think they originally only made it so custom lobbies could be on PC, but I think they did open it up, which is really cool. So that was really fun. Um, that was most of my Saturday, but I did also get to play the Modern Warfare 2 beta on PC, which was super fun. It felt way better. So what I didn't realize was, which I probably should have known, is that it actually transfers your progress from any console that you play Modern Warfare on, uh, Modern Warfare 2 specifically, and it transfers that progress. So it's cross-progression. Not only is it cross-play, it's also cross-progression, which is actually incredible. So when I was getting into matches, I was like, wait, I already have all this stuff unlocked that I thought I would have to play again. So I looked, and all of my levels from playing on the PS5 actually transferred over. So I was still level 20, which was amazing. And it felt really good, felt very fast-paced. Um, obviously, people playing on PC are going to be way better shots. Uh, movement was kind of insane to match up against on PC as well. And it, it did honestly feel so good. Like, being able to snipe and uh, run and ADS felt really, really good on PC just because that is the platform that I'm most comfortable playing this on. Um, I do want to see how it feels with the Xbox controller because that is my preferred controller. No hate to PlayStation at all. I do love some me some ps5 games but like honestly i don't know the controllers on xbox just feel way better it's something about the way that the thumbs are separated as opposed to being like stuck together 
<laughs> so um, I, I do want to try it out on Xbox, especially since I know that Xbox is, if I play on Xbox, have the same account, it'll transfer over to PC anyways. So I really don't lose anything by playing it on different platforms, which is honestly super, super cool. So I, I would be very curious to see how that feels on Xbox. Maybe I'll try plugging in the controller to PC. Who knows? But I, I do want to try it on the console because I feel like I, I really want to play more games on my consoles because I have them. And I just kind of resort to PC a lot of the times just because it's easier because it's here. I don't have to you know do capture cards or anything. So that is something that I, I should probably do a little bit more of. But yeah. Oh, yes. Also, um, thank you, Nick and chat for pointing it out warzone mobile yes warzone mobile will also have that cross progression so it's it's going to be a completely own game kind of like apex mobile um but instead of like how apex mobile has its own separate battle pass the battle pass is actually going to be continued in mobile so uh warzone mobile will be the same battle pass as the main game on consoles and pc which is great honestly it's really cool i think that would actually make a lot more people want to play apex mobile because i play apex mobile and it's really fun but i don't play it as much as i should um i did get to review it for ign which i think i gave it did i give it a nine or an eight i don't remember <laughs> it's been so long ago um i honestly really liked it but I think the fact that I have to buy a separate battle pass and that there are other skins in the game on mobile that don't come to PC or console. And there are now specific legends that are for mobile. And, and that just kind of sucks. So Modern Warfare 2 felt really good on PC. I'm really glad that I get to actually play it on a platform that I'm comfortable with. Um, I think that I will be playing a lot of it when it comes out. Uh, obviously, we didn't get to have a full overview of how the game will really feel and with the story mode, but I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. So anyways, moving on, I wanna talk about the Portal RTX free DLC update that came out. And um, if you have the game, you can you can get this DLC for free. So it is really nice, it is a free DLC, but it's a little weird because this is for Portal 1, this isn't even Portal 2, which, I love playing Portal 2 over and over again. And I, I space out my replays so that I kind of forget all the puzzles. Um, so it feels like a new game again because some of these puzzles are really convoluted and I kind of forget how exactly you're supposed to do certain things. So it's really cool. I get to play it a lot, um, especially with new friends that may not have been able to play it. So there is that co-op uh, ability too. And seeing this for Portal 1, it was it was exciting. It's really cool. It looks absolutely gorgeous with RTX on. Um, and, and this came as a sort of uh, partnership with NVIDIA, Lightspeed Studios. They wanted to show off all of the different things that the um, RTX-enabled cards could do, which is really cool. I mean, so specifically... Every light is ray traced and casts shadows. Global illumination, indirect lighting naturally illuminates and darkens rooms. Volumetric ray traced lightning scatters through fog and smoke and shadows are pixel perfect. Portal with RTX is compatible with all ray tracing capable GPUs. So it's really cool. And I think it looks neat, but I really wish we had this for Portal 2 because I think a lot more people would play that. I think a lot more people would play it if it was on Portal 2. Um, and it's just one of those things where I, I totally wish that uh, I could use this. I don't think I actually have Portal 1. I may have it because, you know, Steam always has those like Valve Collection things that you can buy during summer sales. So I may have it, but I don't know if I want to experience Portal by myself. I know that it has a really good story, but 
something about the co-op makes me want to play it way more often, right? So it looks really gorgeous. If you have this game, it's free DLC that you can just get by downloading it on Steam. It looks really cool. And I honestly kind of hope that they bring this to Portal 2. I think they should. I think a lot more people would want to revisit it. And here's the thing. Portal and Portal 2 already hold up really well. This just kind of further progresses it, right? But at the same time, I'm like, man, just just, just give us Portal 3, please. Give, give us another Portal. <laughs> that would be really nice. Um, I, I know their last game was the VR game, uh, Half-Life Alex, which I didn't get to play, but I hear it's phenomenal and I would love to try it. But I don't know. VR games always make me a little bit sick. So it's I don't know, man. I'll, I'll just go back to replaying Portal 2 every so often, every like two years or so. I, I, I loop in a new friend that I have that has not played Portal and I make them play it because I feel like everyone has to experience Portal 2 at some point. Because that co-op is just absolutely incredible. So it's it's also super fun. Like you get to mess with your friends. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've portaled my friend off a ledge or uh, faced them against a turret. So, you know, it's really fun. <laughs> Ray tracing is super fun. I think it looks great. I don't feel like I really need it. And I don't think that I'm going to go back to playing Portal 1. But I mean, who knows? So that's it for portal 2 or portal not portal 2 portal rtx which is the free dlc um i do want to talk about uh overwatch so overwatch 2 i did get to play a couple of um i did get to play a couple of the playtests and the early betas which was really cool and i think a lot of people were able to play as well uh get some time in which was really fun but here's the thing i as much as I like it, I'm a little bit worried because the 5v5 always felt really weird to me. After playing 6v6, it felt really strange to go to being one tank, two healers, two DPS. It just feels really off balance to me every time I play. It constantly feels like you're trying to outheal the damage, but you can't. And uh, your tank can't really do anything much for the team. And the shield meta is gone, which is all right. I mean, Reinhardt still has a shield, but I mean, one tank is not going to do a whole lot. And um, it's very strange, though, because like if your DPS is not out doing the damage of your enemy team, you are just going to lose. And oftentimes it feels like it's <laughs> it's just this battle. It's just this tug of war battle between teams trying to do the most DPS. And um, you go from one team wipe to another team wipe. And it's just back and forth from enemy team to your team. And it's it doesn't feel super fun yet. I want to really like it because, I mean, I absolutely loved Overwatch 1 at the height of launch and when people were playing ranked. I got super into it, but I don't know if you've tried to uh, fucking corral and manage like five other people in a ranked match. It is fucking difficult. It is almost impossible, which is why when Apex came out, I did kind of end up switching from Overwatch ranked to Apex ranked because I was like, wait, I only have to manage two people. That's great. Two other people aside from myself, you know? Um, so I do want Overwatch 2 to do really well because Overwatch 1 kind of ended up dying. And I really did like the game. I liked the aspect that it was very team-based. Everyone had their set roles. Um, I think once they started to pull out more of their role-specific cues, that's when I kind of stepped away um, fully because I just didn't really like that. I liked the ability for anyone to change out who they wanted to play, but I understand that it also helps with the amount of queue time, which is fine whatever all right it makes people actually have to lock in what they want to do and not switch out and grief the team which is also nice but i don't know um i'm, I'm a little bit concerned about overwatch 2's release uh, especially since this launches october 4th and the pve won't even launch until 2023 
so we don't even have a release date for that we do know that they um originally we're gonna let overwatch one players play with overwatch two players but now it's you you get overwatch two for free so they're making you just download that which is fine um i also know that you're going to be able to uh I th I th I'm pretty sure, like, you're still going to be able to do crossplay, which is great, which honestly came very late in the Overwatch release career, which was very strange, but I'm glad they finally did it. Um, and, and the skins for the Battle Pass look really cool. If you're on video, I am showing the trailer for Overwatch 2's launch and Season 1, which is really cool, but I'm also not completely sold on the Battle Pass tier system and how you unlock the new characters that come out. It's going to be a little bit weird because uh, Kiriko actually does launch with Overwatch 2, um, but she's going to be locked behind the Battle Pass. Now, if you get the premium Battle Pass, you can get her immediately. But if you don't, you have to level up the Battle Pass to about midway and then you get her, which is a little strange. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about that and it feels weird. Uh, Apex, when a new character comes out, you just kind of either spend money to unlock them or you... Um, or you use your in-game credits to unlock the character, which is great. So you have this, if you've been playing the game a lot like me, you can just unlock new characters for free, which is amazing. But with Overwatch, uh, this system seems a little bit outdated. And um, I'm, I'm curious to see how the battle pass is going to look because that's really going to affect how much people invest in this, right? I'm pretty sure there are people that are going to be playing Overwatch 2 and buying the Battle Pass regardless, but there's a lot of things in, in the Battle Pass that make me feel like the cosmetics are going to get bogged down. One of the things that I liked about Overwatch was that the cosmetic system, when you open loot boxes, it wasn't just, like, it wasn't a whole lot that you had to collect. But now, with this, you get sprays, charms, souvenirs, which I don't even know what they are, uh, character player icons, new... Um, new uh, character skins. So there's a lot that's going to bog down the amount of uh, unlocks that you can get, which is going to be a lot. And I already feel like I have that with like Apex, Fortnite. Um, it used to be Halo Infinite, but you know, I, we don't really talk about that game. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this, but PVE not coming out until 2023 makes me a little bit um, weird about playing it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I will still play this game, but unless I have like four other people that I want to play this game with, I'm probably not going to solo queue because <laughs> Overwatch 1 solo queue was abysmal. It was a mess. And I understand that there's only one tank now, but I, I don't know. The 5v5, I keep going back to it, just feels very strange. So we'll see. Hopefully it feels better once all my friends have access to it and I can actually get like a full group of five to play with. But that also means we're going to get grouped up with another group of five that is equally as sweaty so it, it just begins this cycle of um how i loved overwatch one when it came out but then slowly stepped away from it so we'll see it does look really cool though i feel like we're going back to that age of uh where overwatch was like the ruling fps team fps game but yeah it is not so much anymore but yeah, we'll just have to see. I'll give my thoughts on it once it launches, which is October 4th. And it's very soon, very soon, like right before TwitchCon, actually, which if you're going to that, I will be there. So you can say hi. Oh, yeah, actually, I did want to announce um, I did this on Twitter, but I, I didn't do it anywhere else, which I probably should. <laughs> um, I will be casting uh, Twitch Rivals, their uh, Apex Legends tournament at TwitchCon. So very excited for that. So that'll be really cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, sticking with more FPS news, of course, we did have, 
I don't I don't know how many of you have seen Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which they're not this is not going to be a spoiler cast. This will be a completely spoiler-free discussion. Um, because I really just want to talk about how the Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime really tied into Cyberpunk 2077. And CD Project Red did a fantastic job of grabbing people's interest and redirecting it to the game and the game cyberpunk 2077 yes had a very very rough launch but they did a fantastic job of actually communicating what they were going to do being very honest about what they were capable of doing um, and implementing updates to the game that have made it more playable um a lot of people have been re uh, playing the game, trying to get back in, reload their saves, maybe even progress a little bit further. And the Edge Runners update in the game also kind of brought players back because once you watch Edge Runners the anime, it ties into the game because uh, the the events of Edge Runners the show is about a year before you enter V's story. V is the main protagonist of Cyberpunk 2077. So uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to be one of those people that revisit Cyberpunk. I actually just re-downloaded the game, but I just have not had time to play it between Modern Warfare, uh, new Apex stuff that's come out, and um, doing something else that I can't really talk about. It's been a lot. So uh, I, I did download Cyberpunk 2077. I did love my V a lot, my character customization, but that was at launch. And there have been way more options added, especially with the Edge Runners update. So I'm really excited to jump back into this. And um, if you haven't seen Edge Runners, the show, it's really good, surprisingly. Like, I wasn't sure of it after the tone of episode one, but it is a really good show. Uh, it just highlights all the really good things that Cyberpunk 2077 has implemented within its world. And that is the one thing that I feel like CD Projekt Red does really, really well, is that they just build out their world so well, and it makes you feel like you're fully immersed in this uh, fictional place that they've created. So with Cyberpunk Edge Runners, it just kind of highlighted that even more. And in revisiting Cyberpunk, you're just like, oh my god, this was in that show. This is that iconic shot. And it's really cool. We're actually working on a feature at IGN about it. Um, I helped co-write it. Uh, it's, it's all the different locations, items, clothings, uh, whatever Easter eggs you want to see from Edge Runners in Cyberpunk 2077. Because again, like I said, Edge Runners takes place a year before the events of Cyberpunk 2077, which is honestly so cool. I love it when shit lines up like this. It is so fun. It's really cool uh, to see like this. And, and I love when DLC kind of ties into each other. So it's really cool to see games, again, extending outside of just the gaming sphere and actually do stuff like shows, um, kind of like The Witcher, which is actually a really good show too. I know it's not the same as the games, but I mean, it's still part of it. So it's really cool to see that. Um, I, I do hope that this brings more players back into Cyberpunk 2077, which has the most amount of players currently than it has before, which is actually amazing. So I'm really happy for them. Uh, CD Projekt Red has been working really hard, so I hope they continue to just make improvements and add more content to the game. I was a little bit disappointed, though, that Cyberpunk 2077 is only doing one major DLC. Uh, but I, I understand they're being transparent in what they can and can't do. So totally get it um yeah i will be trying that again at some point maybe this week maybe i'll make some time on stream this week to play because it, it i did really love testing out the different play styles that you can have and if you look on ign there is actually a guide video that i made on the three different major builds that you can make uh, I did one with a Netrunner build which i think i might stick to because it's really funny you just look at an enemy and 
you tap into their cybernetic brain and then they fall over, which is really fucking stupid, but it was really funny. Um, so I, I might stick to that build, but also just going in guns blazing and melee attacking, which was one of the other builds that I had, was also really fucking cool. Because ever since I've played RPG games where you could build your character, I have always done high charisma, high strength. So if I couldn't convince someone to do something, I could smack them until they say yes. <laughs> or um, you know, smack them till they're dead and then, you know, I get to do what I want anyway. So that's, that's what I kind of liked. Uh, so there are way different, so many different ways that you can play Cyberpunk 2077. And that does make me want to come back to it. Um, but yeah, uh, Carbajalik in chat asks, do y'all think they'll add Cyberpunk 2077 to Game Pass? Honestly, I don't think so. It would be really cool, but I don't think they will. Just because I know that with PC, they are on uh, the GOG launcher. GOG. I never know how to say that, but I don't think so, but it'd be really cool. I, I, I hope they do at some point, just because I know some people don't feel like they want to pay the full price for it, which, you know, at launch, totally understandable. But again, Cyberpunk 2077 has come a long way, and I think that people will enjoy the amount of time they can get in it. Um, also, photo mode. I spent like hours and hours just in photo mode itself. So yeah, I, I don't think they'll add it to Game Pass anytime soon, but like Nick says in chat, maybe they'll do it as a complete edition after the last DLC. But, I mean, it's the last and only DLC. So, we'll see. Uh, again, this is a slightly shorter episode because it is just me. And I don't know how much y'all just want to hear me talk about games or about my experience with games. So, for <laughs> uh, the last thing, I do want to touch on Gundam Evolution, which launched this week. I didn't have a chance to play it, uh, but my partner was playing it and it looked really fun. It And, and speaking of Overwatch, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this game because this is a game that I will also be touching on this week and playing, trying it out for myself. Um, it is basically... Overwatch, but with Gundams. So apparently, according to the community, it is very, really, very, very good. And it really is reminiscent of that 6v6 Overwatch style, which is really cool. Um, the only thing is, in, in watching my partner play, it looked not great. <laughs> like, the environments for a Gundam world looked so, so bland. It looked so gross. Like, I don't, it looked so plain. Like, like the, 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 the mountains were very gray. It, the, the whole texture, like every, all the colors were so gray. And I get like, it's in, supposed to be industrial. And uh, there are these like buildings and like metal platings on the walls. And like, you know, there are mountains, but even the mountains seemed very gray. Uh, so it just, it just felt very lackluster and very bland in terms of like visual appearance. Um, the trailer that, which I'm showing on, on the video form of this podcast it looks more colorful than it is in the game. So it's a little weird. Uh, also, the Gundams, they, they look very plain, too. I'm sure you can unlock, like, customizations and stuff and skins for them at some point. Because Gundam Evolution is a free-to-play game as well. So it's really cool. You can try it out for free, uh, download it on Steam, which is what I'm going to be doing this week. But um, if you look in the videos uh, showcasing it, they, they look very plain. Like, the effects are also... The effects are bright, I guess, but that's, like, the only color in the game that you really see and that feels a little strange to me it looked really good in the launch trailer and um you know of course watching joel play it <laughs> looked um it looked I, I just i keep going back to it just looked very gray and and i didn't like that i was like we're playing as gundams 
why not put it in like a space setting? That would be really cool. Like let us see outer space in the skybox or something. Why are we just like in an industrial area? It worked for Titanfall and Titanfall 2, but even in Titanfall, you could still look up in the sky and there were like spaceships going around. Like you could see the different moons and like the different planetary atmospheres, which was really cool. But like Gundam is literally <laughs> like, it is the height of Mecca shit so why am i in this like plain ass world with a gray skybox and 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 gray environment <laughs> so I, I i was a little confused on that but it looks really fun uh i, I will be testing that out this week because i'm i'm looking for new games to play because i love apex but gun game is only around for so long and even that gets a little frustrating uh I've been recently playing Fortnite as well, which is actually really fun. No build mode is the best mode because I refuse to build. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly looking for new FPS games that I can really sink my teeth into and maybe play as like a more um, scheduled game that I play outside of just Apex. Because I realize I play a lot of fucking Apex. And while I love that game, I do want to expand outside of that, which is why I'm really excited for Modern Warfare 2. But if I if if Gundam Evolution is a good uh replacement to Overwatch, maybe I play this instead of Overwatch 2. But at least Overwatch 2 is prettier and has nicer uh environments, which is is, is saying not that much about Gundam. So I'll I'll let y'all know how I feel about this. Uh maybe I can do my own personal review on it. Cause I don't actually know if we're doing a review for this for IGN, but I would love to do a review on it myself. Because why not? I'll be playing it. Uh, Joel really likes it, so I'll be playing it a lot with him. Um, yeah, I God, my one complaint looking at this trailer, I'm just like, I, I wish it looked prettier. <laughs> it just does not. It does not look pretty. Oh, yes. Jeffrey says, snap aim review. Maybe I could just do a video and a podcast episode where I just review Gundam. And that could be the episode three. That's actually not a bad idea. Good job, Jeffrey. <laughs> that might be cool. So, yeah, I know this episode was kind of short, but it was a solo uh, hosted episode, so I didn't know how to space it out. Obviously, this is a new podcast. I'll be testing out different formats. Um, a lot of the guests that I did ask for this weekend were very busy. It was last minute, so I totally get it. I also had work pop up last minute, so lots of things happening, which is all right. But, yeah, maybe next week I will record a snap a review of Gundam Evolution. I think that'll be pretty fun. Uh, oh, Gundam Evolution is actually the 6v6 reminiscent of Overwatch, which now Overwatch 2 is going to be 5v5. So already a plus to me. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining. This was episode two of Snap Aim Podcast. Hope you all have a lovely week and I'll see you next weekend.